You are now listening to the Fat Fix Podcast with David Flowers, a show talking about all things fat loss and health for the general population. Helping people understand why they are in the position they're in right now, rather than just focusing on what they need to do. Your no-nonsense personal trainer friend that you can have access to in your pocket whenever you need some help, guidance or just to kick up the arse. Hello and welcome to the Fat Fix Podcast for episode number 10. It's been a while, so if I'm a little bit rusty today, please forgive me. I do have a good one in store today. This is the last one of series number one. It's something that I've wanted to speak about for quite a while on here. I've been itching to get this one out. I have touched upon it in past podcasts, but I believe this one being at the end, like it is of this series, will link up nicely to the rest of them that I've done. Because I do believe that I've given a lot of information about fat loss and health and, you know, changing your mentality, what you should be putting your focus into in previous podcasts, so much so that I hope you've all learned from. And now I'm going to end with how can you, obviously, not only if you started putting that to practice, but how you can now maintain it. And that's what's not spoke about often is the ability to maintain weight loss. You All you see is weight loss this and weight loss that, and you never see about weight maintenance. And I do believe in current society, it is a real problem. So if you are one of these people that have been up and down with the weight all, all the life and you feel like your life does revolve around your weight and it's bringing you not only unhappiness physically, but mentally as well, then this podcast today will hopefully be for you. It's going to give you the information, a bit more knowledge around weight regain and how you can hopefully manage it a little bit better because, like I say, it's not spoken about enough and I want it to be spoken about more and more and more. And I take great pride when I do see ex-clients of mine that have maintained body weight and since we stopped training, they've they've managed to keep the weight off. Something that I really, really take pride in because they've ingrained habits, they know more about nutrition, they're enjoying the training and they've just potentially got a better mindset towards health and fitness to what they did before. And that's something that I want to hopefully get across to you listeners as well, is that you can be the same as the clients that I've worked with in the past and lose weight and keep it off due to the education that you've got from being a an avid listener to this podcast. So today's podcast is called Weight Loss, Not Weight Lost. People are good at losing weight. I would actually go as far as saying that people are great at losing weight. And six out of seven people who are overweight will have lost a significant amount of weight in their lifetime. But the problem is these people cannot maintain their weight loss. And the weight regain statistics are absolutely mental. Within one year of weight loss, nearly 80% of people will have relapsed to their pre-diet weight. Within two years, that number is up to 85%. And within three years, over 95% of people will have relapsed to their pre-diet weight. Now, if that doesn't shit you up enough, people who do relapse to previous weight 
one third to two thirds of them will regain even more weight than they had before. And like I say, not many people speak about this. It's all shoved in your face, weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. But what about actually maintaining new body weight? Because that is where the real struggle lies. You've lost weight in the past. I 100% know everyone who's listening to this podcast will have lost a significant amount of weight in the past, however found themselves back to where they used to be, or even more so. So when people do tell me they've lost weight or such a body lost weight, doing this or that, and they lost X amount, my reply is often, okay, cool. How much weight did they lose and, and sustain? How many friends and family of yours have lost weight and then you've just seen them pile it all back on again? People are always on a bloody diet and it's always about losing and obviously talking about gaining as well. And that's the topic of conversation for a lot of people. And people are always saying, oh, you look like you've lost weight, Susan. <laughs> or behind the back, you'll say, Susan's gained weight. I know what you women are like. Do not deny it. <laughs> but nobody would ever say or ever says, oh, Susan looks great. You know, she's she's kept a pre-holiday weight loss off. And asking her, have you, have you maintained weight, Susan? That's never asked, although that is the real achievement here. It's all well and good losing 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds. But it's no good if a month later, two months later, you've put it all back on again. And this is how a lot of people are living their lives, and it is sad to see. And life should not be one diet. There is more to life than that, and I'm sure you've got more to offer to life than being bloody unhappy and being always on a diet. And if that is the case, and that's how you've been living, the chances are you've just been doing something wrong, or you're just not educated. And this is prime example why I brought this podcast out to be the fundamental educator when it comes to weight loss and and really give people who are overweight and obese the information that they really bloody need rather than trying to fucking take money off them. Frequency of dieting and weight gain over time are actually closely correlated. So people will go on a diet They'll lose weight, they'll go on another diet, they'll regain the they'll, they'll regain the weight, they'll lose the weight, they'll repeat the process over and over again. It's like a it's like a it's like a battle, it's like a diet, diet battle, diet battle all the time. Like, and like I say, you may know someone like this, and it may even just be sound like you. And you've probably noticed yourself that like, these yo-yo dieters and these chronic dieters actually have difficulty losing weight again and again, and most noticeably keeping it off. Now, today's podcast, it's really going into the extremes more than anything, because that's what a lot of people do when it comes to losing weight. And if you have been one of these people who gains it all back again, the chances are you've been doing something either extreme or just something that you just cannot sustain. And the body is so, so smart, much smarter than people give it credit for. And it's important to touch upon before I do go any further within today's podcast is that our bodies want to defend. They want to prevent further weight loss. So the body, if you've been in a certain position for many, many years, the body doesn't want you to lose more and more weight. It was happy where it was. It's comfortable. Restore, increase weight 
sorry, increased rate of weight regain once sufficient energy is consumed. That's what I want you to think about body fat right now. So if you have got a lot of body fat right now and you're carrying a lot of body fat, think of it as stored energy. So the body, once you've once you've lost that body fat, that energy, the body wants to restore it again. Prevent, decrease the probability of losing more weight in the future. So there are three important things to understand about the body. First, the body is bloody clever. Don't try and pull wool over its eyes because you'll soon find out you will lose and you'll lose badly. Body fat set point theory is a widely accepted theory of metabolism. So all of us as adults have a set point and it is the body weight that we are naturally inclined to maintain. So I'm sure you've been at a certain body weight for many, many years, or you keep finding yourself back at that body weight, and that's where you've been most of your life. Chances are that's your set point. That's where you are. Some people have a high set point and will become obese if they just ate and exercised as they pleased, and others have trouble maintaining sufficient body weight for best health when left to their own devices. So these set points are genetic predispositions, but your body's preferred weight and body fat can be changed. So set points is the way your body is inclined to maintain. Obviously, we need to take into account your current and historical dietary and activity practices. Set points can be very different from your genetic set point. So if you've got enough added body fat to your body right now, or even added muscle, and you've maintained that for many, many years, it can permanently push your set point above your genetic set point. So the good news is with that is that it's often the case if people are overweight, they have actually pushed their set point far above their genetic set point as opposed to the other way around. And that's something to take into consideration. A lot of people do speak about genetics and they play a massive part. Of course they do. It would be ignorant for me to say they don't. However, the chances are if you are overweight, you have pushed your set point above your genetic set point. So you you can get a lot better than you think in terms of how much body fat you've got right now or how much weight you have, how much weight you are carrying, should I say. Your genetic set point is, chances are it's a lot lower than where you where you are right now. And what you can say with genetics, and like I say, they do play a part. I know some guys that are so naturally muscular, they walk past a dumbbell and get a pump on. But I'll literally not train for a week and fall down a grid. <laughs> that So to say it doesn't play a part would be absolutely ignorant of me because of course it does. But it makes all this information is a distinct variable for us all, that we are all different. And just to wrap that one up about set points and, and what they actually are, it's just safe to say that your body right now, especially if you've been in this position for a while, is probably a, a fan of being where it is. So your body is comfortable there. So your set point, your body wants to be there. So this is going to make more sense as I go on now. So these set points, so your set point right now, in my set point, are controlled largely by a hormone called leptin. And it responds to changes in the size of your fat cells. So I want you to think of leptin, which is a satiety hormone, 
So feeling full, no longer hunger anymore. Think of leptin like your body fat's thermostat. The thermostat controls the temperature of the room and keeps it at a set point, right? If the temperature drops below the set point, the heater kicks on and raises it back up. When the temperature rises above the set point, the aircon turns on and brings the temperature back down again. So that's how I want you to think of it. So your body fat set point is being monitored by the size of your individual fat cells. So as your fat cells start to shrink during the diet, you know, when you're in a caloric deficit, fat cells reduce the secretion of this hormone called leptin, the satiety hormone, which is a pretty big deal. And it's pretty shit <laughs> that the more body fat you lose, the more fat cells shrink. They reduce the secretion of this satiety hormone, this feeling full, satisfied hormone. Therefore, what's going to happen? Hunger is going to increase. And when hunger increases, what happens? Calories come in. We eat more food. And this is just trying to drive the body back towards the set point, your set point that you've been at for many, many years. And it wants to swing you potentially into a positive energy balance. So if you haven't listened to the Energy Balance podcast, please do so. It'll give you more of an understanding about calorie deficit and calorie surplus. The defense of our set points, so your set point, is so powerful that even after a prolonged diet, your body will fight back to, to, your, to bring your fat cell sizes to the original starting point. And you may have noticed this probably yourself, to be honest with you. You know, you start a diet, you lose weight, everything feels good. You know, you've probably thought it was easy at first. And after a certain period of time, it become much more difficult to lose weight or even just maintain it. You experience hunger and it makes the process all the harder to keep up. Before you know it, boom, your bottle's deep in a binge. Now, this does happen to a lot of people who have been in a prolonged calorie deficit. Your fat cells shrink. Obviously, this secretion of leptin decreases. Metabolic rate slows down and hunger elevates. This is really, really interesting to, to understand. So as you, as your fat cells shrink, the ability for then your fat cells to assimilate nutrients will be enhanced. So basically what it's saying is your fat cells shrink, it improves the efficiency for them to, to store nutrients, your fat cells to store energy, body fat. So when you consume a lot of energy, say you've been, You've been on a really strict diet, your fat cells shrink, but they become more sensitive to nutrients then. They, 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 want, they want to absorb and assimilate nutrients more. So when you consume a lot of energy, say for instance, you do go on a binge after such a highly restrictive phase of dieting, you're actually in a better position to hold on to it. Your body wants to store it as body fat again. Again, all this trying to drive you back to your set point. I hope that makes sense. It can be a little bit complex. You might need to listen to this podcast over and over again, but that pretty much should make sense. I've tried to make it in the best way I can. So every time you diet, you are basically about to embark on a battle with your body. And the more you attempt to diet, the stronger these signals get for your body to potentially shut up shop, tighten its belt, and just make life harder for yourself. 
The body wants homeostasis. It wants comfort. It wants to be back to where it used to be. It doesn't give a shit, like I said before, that you have a holiday. It doesn't give a shit you have a wedding. It cares about survival. And survival means preserving as much energy as possible. So think back to defend, restore, prevent. Now, I don't mean to sound like an absolute mood hoover here. And you may think, this is depressing. <laughs> However, honestly, it's important for you to know and actually take this as the positive bit of information to actually help you understand that you're not different. And this process affects absolutely everybody. And you need to know about these set points that each of us have them and how the body works to pull you back to a set point when you are trying to diet to lose body fat. And this is not saying that diets don't work, by the way, because they do. Diets work really, really well. Anything that creates an energy deficit works. It's physics. What I am saying is those that are not smart with the dieting and don't understand this process often spend their life dieting. And this is, these people are more susceptible to gain body fat over losing it long term, simply because they diet repeatedly and interrupt each diet by regaining the weight more rapidly than they lost it. And this is where a lot of people do go wrong when their diet is over they can no longer sustain the energy deficit they regain the fat they lost and it usually happens relatively quickly and often add more fat than they lost in the first place so never ever think this is over for a start and if it is over <laughs> that's when this process is going to make life so much more difficult for you because you're no longer going to be able to sustain it so this is why it is smart thinking about what nutrition strategies you use what exercise programs you're using you only need to watch the biggest loser to know this like see the biggest loser how much weight do these guys lose right you know they they get took into a confined environment where they're getting drilled into the floor someone's screaming in the face training three times a day eating excessive low amounts of calories drop shit loads of weight but no shit sherlock and then they get put back into the normal life again they can't sustain the training there was doing on The Biggest Loser. They can't sustain the caloric intake they was doing on The Biggest Loser, nor did he need to. They've not learned any habits. They don't have any education around why it works. They've just been took away into something and just, just left to their own devices, you know? It's like it's why a lot of people who go into maybe rehab for um, drugs or something like that, they, they'll get taken in for a few weeks whatever and then they'd let back out into the real world again and it all happens again for them so and it's the same process with this so what we need to think about here is sustainability and i do look at long term with my clients and if you are one of these people that think oh sustainable I hate that word here we go people think sustainable means shit results <laughs> people think sustainable is not good results and it's, it's it's crazy that people think that but I hope after you've listened to what I've just mentioned above there, that you're no longer one who frowns upon it because you know that now why it matters if you want to keep the weight off for good. So the next thing that you are probably thinking right now is, why are our bodies such a dick? So I'm going to explain this again, like I say, in the most basic way that I possibly can. might seem complex. If it is, please re-listen to this over and over again. I will probably cover 
this topic again in more details with guests down the line, as I will all my other podcasts that I released as well. So when we diet, the body's obviously main defense is to limit that energy depletion, which I mentioned before, that defend, prevent, restore. And it is called metabolic adaptation. So it basically refers to a series of biological adaptations to energy restriction. In other words, diet that result in a slowing of metabolic rate. Now, I want you to think of this like the body's shield, its protection, its retaliation to you trying to lose body fat. So your body reacts to this and it will respond by slowing down your overall total daily energy expenditure, your TDEE, more commonly known as your metabolic rate. So therefore, making energy production in the body much more efficient to prevent further weight loss. So your body doesn't want to lose energy. And metabolic adaptation includes, but it's not limited to, the adaptations that cause a decrease in your need and alterations to certain hormones that decrease our metabolic rate and increase hunger. So what I spoke about before when I spoke about leptin. So as we diet, our metabolism actually slows down. People usually get that the other way around and the wrong way around. So our need slows down and our fatigue and hunger will rise. So basically what I'm saying there is as you diet down to, to lose weight, to lose body fat, you will find your body doesn't want to naturally move as much as what it did before because it had more energy then. You had more stored energy. You had more body fat. So what you'll find is you feel a bit sluggish maybe on the settee. You don't want to... You don't want to get up, go to the gym. You want to take the lift instead of the, the stairs. More naturally, you start moving less because the body wants to preserve energy. It cares about survival. Obviously, your fatigue as well is going to increase and your hunger will rise. So the more and more you're dieting down, and this is more, this is really extreme with people that are trying to physique competitors, people who try and step on stage and get to ridiculous low levels of body fat, they may look great, but tell you what, they feel like absolute dog shit. Now, if this is the case, if your metabolism actually slows down, so as we diet, the metabolism slows down, this is the body trying to say to you, whoa, <laughs> calm down. We don't want this. So what it will make you do is move less. It will increase your fatigue and it will increase your hunger. Fucking hell, that's a potent recipe for you regaining the weight again. All them things coming at you. And this is why it's so important to understand that. And it is a very natural occurrence when dieting to lose body fat. And weight loss usually starts well. It's easy at first. However, it's not, not all plain sailing. Weight loss slows down and over time it does come to a halt. And you probably, this has probably happened to you, you probably thought, but I've been eating the same amount of calories. I've been moving the same. Shouldn't weight loss just continue? But not if all them things are going against you because unintentionally you're going to be moving less you may unintentionally start eating more food because that um, hunger rises that fatigue you might get less training sessions in so maybe that's not as um you're not being as adherent as you think unintentionally of course because this is what the body's trying to do to you so but you've also got to take into consideration that your body is changing you may have lost a lot of weight therefore what was an energy deficit for you quickly becomes an energy surplus which the calories consumed now outweigh calories expended, and then further weight loss stops. So if you 
was 250 pounds and you're now 200 pounds, you don't want to be eating the same amount of calories that you was at 250 pounds. Your body's changing. You need to adapt. You need to change these things. And that's not all. <laughs> your body also upregulates the systems that regulate fat de deposition and increase hunger. So when you finish the diet or fall off the wagon, you eat more. You gain it back much faster and more efficiently than you lost it. So even when you're dieting, your body is already setting you up for regaining fat by activating these systems in the body that improve the efficiency of energy storage, which directs the increased energy you consume, aka calories, towards fat regain. So post-diet, not only will you store more body fat more efficiently during this initial post-diet period, but your hunger is also much greater due to lower levels of that leptin hormone we talked about, which is the satiety, and increased ghrelin hormone, which is your hunger hormone. So these mechanisms drive you to not only increase energy consumption, i.e. food, but actually become more efficient at storing, at storing it again and regaining fat much faster than you lost it. So you do seriously need to start taking dieting seriously. Put your focus in doing it, but you need to put your focus in recovering from it. Think the diet after the diet, you could say. These extreme diets, these extreme aggressive diets, these extreme exercise programs are com literally completely unsustainable for many people. You cannot live a life trying to keep weight off if you've got unsustainable habits that, that you're trying to keep up with. And I can't stress the importance of adherence and sustainability enough here. The best diet, best training programs, they don't exist because they might not be sustainable for you. And after what I've spoken about today, it does make perfect sense to say a quote that you've probably heard before, which is the best diet for you is the one you can stick to long term. Now, this advice isn't sexy, but it's the truth if you care about future weight gain. And let's once and for all just produce and sustain long-term weight loss. And now we recognize this problem, what I've spoken about today, this body set points and how it all works and how the body's trying to defend more and more weight loss and wants to take you back to your original place instead of ignoring it like you may have done in the past. Because let's face it, it's probably happened to you. To come up with solutions, we need to face the problem and not run away from it. And it really is all about education. This is what I want to give you listeners. So not only can you lose weight, live a healthier life and continue to do so forever through developing your knowledge, applying sustainable methods, but understanding the science behind it and obviously putting in some hard work as well. And you do need to remember that weight loss isn't weight lost and your body will do its utmost to take you back to where you used to be. So it is so important, guys, that you understand what I've said today. Take it into consideration. Be smart about the methods that you use. Be smart about the protocols. It's got to be sustainable for you. You've got to enjoy the process. But more importantly as well, do not think weight. your weight loss is actually lost. Your body will want to go back to it ASAP. So what you need to do is keep up with the habits and the things you put in place to get you the weight loss in the first place, don't just take your foot off the gas. Don't do something absolutely crazy and then just stop because you think it is lost. 
And that's what a lot of people do who do regain the weight again. They'll, they'll try to lose weight for an event and then they'll completely stop with the things that they was doing to make it happen. They'll stop walking more. They'll start, they'll stop maybe whether it's tracking the food, they'll stop paying attention to the food quality. They'll stop paying attention to the sleep, the exercise. They'll stop playing, stop kind of paying attention to everything that's important to help people not only lose weight, but live a healthier life as well. And that's something that I don't want you guys to do. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. I hope it's not gone over your head too much. And more importantly, I hope it's made a real difference to you. If it has, you are enjoying my podcast. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to please leave me a review. written review if you can on iTunes. It'll help boost the ratings, get more people listening to this, especially this one today because I do believe more and more people need to listen to this and it'll hopefully help them. I will see you for series number two with my first guest on very, very soon. Thank you very much.